morning. It's December 3rd, 2022, and I'm Robert Edward Booth of 3oaks1.com, spelled out 3oaks, numeral 1.com. Please go there for a lot of enlightening facts about conventional religion today. I'm a Hayoka. I've seen the Thunderbird four or five times in visions, different forms. Never got a ceremony. I don't know a medicine man, and the tribals don't reveal those. So I study medicine, natural healing and stuff, so hopefully I'll find a healer on my path and get a ceremony about being Hayoka. But that's a holy man or a sacred clown they would call the Hayoka. Um, I'm a super empath empowered by the divine to, in, a, in the same manner I try to do for the divine as an empath does giving empathy to an individual. Now you have to show empathy to someone. Well, anybody given the definition can imagine themselves trying to put their shoes on standing in the rain I have empathy I feel for your situation that level of empathy is a knowledgeable effort to put yourself in that person's shoes an empath is best I understand things an empath a regular ordinary empath feels feels as in heightened senses ESP a feeling feels what you're going through more so than the defined reasoning to show some empathy for somebody try to feel what that person's going through the empath actually has some feelings i i've done some studies and in the studies that i've done i saw what they call and there's plenty of data if you want to look through all the the pick it apart things that's not my directives what i looked up has to do with sympathetic listen to me sympathetic pains for another and it doesn't have to always be pain that's just a descriptive measure that i read about this person is experiencing sympathetic pains for another i stood beside my aging mother in a department store and tried to read the boxes that was in the vicinity while i was within arm's reach of her talking to her now i could not see clearly at that given instance what I was trying to read, but when she distanced, my eyesight corrected. Now, sometimes it's more pronounced than the other when you're having sympathetic pain for another person. Oh, I'm tied to my mother. I might have sympathetic pain from where I'm sitting a thousand miles away, but they claim these occult sciences claim that within 10 feet, don't let that word scare you. That just means knowledge beyond the average person. They study sciences and the non-physical portion of your existence or your entity, your personal soul and energy coming from you. These occult sciences, if you will, say that 10 feet from you, you can feel your energy. Now, I'm sure just given the instance that that's an approximate distance. Your energy might be a little different than the next, but 10 feet is, is a good number. They've chosen that your non-physical energy flows from you in a way 
detectable somehow. Now, here's an interesting point that I'm going to minister to you as far as spiritual things that we're learning and that I'm sharing is that there is a place in this Reiki energy healing that doctors have looked into and found helpful and effective helpful and effective and it does do a scientific measure in the healing area reiki practices the energy healing now in reiki the discoverer usui sensei or whatever his name there's a whole name for him i apologize but he discovered on a mountain these these symbols and what they do and he shared that with the world in his reiki energy healing there's a place in that that one of the symbols just takes away time and space. To compare that in a ministry, I'm going to say that in what writings that I can find, doing my homework, Jesus was to have said, I am in him and he is in me. And I am in you and you are in me and we are in him. And using that principle, I can say that sympathetic pains for another, when it doesn't have to be pain, it can be love, it can be good energy. Really, even though 10 feet away from that person is the more denoted active zone, that's where if I'm going to have a a dire sympathetic feeling or an empathy for you beyond just knowing how you feel doing that, if I have to, if I want to feel you, your energy, 10 feet, but does it have to be that you're not feeling somebody time and space related from a different time or a different space that's not limited with the divine? Listen to me now. If Ray K energy can put a symbol that takes away the distance of time and space, if the occult science, which is knowledge people, everybody doesn't know, 10 foot away from your existence, your body, is the area that's most denoted as your energy effectively going to affect somebody else, the sympathetic pains or joys. I can feel your joy, you see. But if Reiki has a place that there's no time and space, then that would be one of those therefore things. Therefore, if the divine decides it, just like when I'm doing Reiki, my my Buddha's attached to your Buddha. You might say the Christ in me is attached to the Christ in you. The divine in me is attached to the divine in you. The God spirit. So, If that divine spirit decides there's going to be no time and space for this purpose, having its reasoning and all wisdom and all knowledge and all power, the divine, the cosmic consciousness or whatever terms they use, will put the right amount, the right place, divine order. And and there doesn't have to be a place that I can't feel you, whether you've been gone a thousand years a million years, anything else, I can still have what you might correlate uh, compared to a sympathetic pain. I can feel your joy. It might not be pain, but I feel it. Ten feet from you would be the denotable everybody's going to recognize if they try that amount. 
but look at what I'm saying. Therefore, if the Reiki can can invoke upon that relationship with the divine, that this symbol was shown to the sensei, that, that you can do that by the power of the divine, then the divine can do that. Therefore, so it doesn't have to draw a line that I'm not feeling an energy as an empath from some other time in history. Time and space is alleviated if the divine decides it, therefore, right? So when you talk about ancient gods or deities, oftentimes there's a place that the divine makes manifest, if you don't mind those words, the divine God, if you will, when you get done with who was God and this is God, the divine, the one cosmic consciousness, you know, manifests deities in different forms. You have Vishnu. Vishnu was the eighth incarnate of God. The divine came in a human body as Vishnu, who was a person at one point in time. They have Vedic writings and those people, that the Hindus, that have a place where Vishnu, if I'm not mistaken, they'll have Shiva or Vishnu. All those guys lived with their wife, you know, uh, Kali and all that. They had their wives and their female counterparts. And, you know, even sometimes the wife was a deity. Like I said, incarnated, like you had Seth. Seth, by some, if you look up your Google stuff, Seth, by some, was considered a god. But on, on the other hand, some considered Seth the replacement for for Abel after Cain killed him. They, they put him back with Seth. Seth was seen as a god by some. When you look to Gnostics, you mean, you just got your Bible. That's a whole different school. There's, there's different levels of teaching. You have your common school that everybody goes to, but you have your priestly order and your kings and things that whatever that Hebrew tribe did, there's record and theologians show where there was mystic schools and stuff. So the common ordinary stuff, just know Seth was in the Bible. Seth replaced uh, Cain after, I mean, Abel after Cain killed him. You know, that's fine. But when you look to Gnosis, knowledge-based, the Gnostics have it that that there was writing showing that Seth was seen as a god by some and by a demon or a devil by some, whatever compare. And so entities in this world have energy that within 10 feet you're going to detect a whole lot sooner, but it does not mean that you cannot detect them Uh, just alleviate time and space. So if this deity like Vishnu or any of the ones you can name, Marduk, um, there's all kinds of ancient gods. Um, Enki was a a lord of the Sumerians and and Enlil. And and you've got, you can, like, like a witch might take a lock of hair to help them key or focus on that energy and connect it to themselves like roots. You know, they, they, they want to tie to that deity. So if you focus on that deity, if you bring things into your environment that, that correlate with that deity, if you make that an interest and a prayer to, etc., it's it's completely, completely possible and, and a lot of times going to be probable if the divine allows for that in the plan of the divine order. 
you can get connected to a deity. And that's where this Wiccan stuff, that's like 3% of the United States, last time I looked, now Wiccan, practicing witchery. Um, so you can take a pagan god, according to the Christianity, you can take a, a pagan god and make a bond, a bond with that pagan god using correlating things like the lock of hair might represent a number, a color, a, a name, and you can connect. And as you learn to do that, connect to the energy of, like you was in the room, 10 feet away from a person, you're feeling it. You can sooner or later start operating, using it. Let it run through you, and you are connected to that deity or that God. Jehovah Adonai, evil demiurge, according to Jesus, an evil demiurge created all the profound world. That's what they have Jesus is saying, that an evil demiurge created all the profound world. So if he was Hayoka like I am, and I can show you where, you know, cry when you were born, uh, rejoice when you die, hate money, love your enemies. All those things are very much like the inverse message that will come with Hayoka quite often. You know, look at the uh, Little Big Man uh, movie with Dustin Hoffman. He's Hayoka hey in that movie. You can look it up just that on YouTube, Hayoka hey uh, slash uh, Little Big Man. And, and you'll see... Dustin Hoffman riding his horse backwards, saying hello when he means goodbye, and thing, or at least the place that you should say goodbye, he'll say hello, etc. Like I'm talking about, you know, cry when you were born. So Jesus appears to be at minimum Hayoka. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm Hayoka, hey, a super empath, a super empath. No, I not only can feel you that ten feet away. If I'll focus on you, a lock of hair, it don't even have to if I'm thinking about you. If I feel your energy and just decide to connect to that energy. Oftentimes that's very easy to me if I allow myself to connect to that energy. Ruin my whole day sometimes. So I try to use elemental magic. I'll say, well, I'm going to be doing what I'm doing. I'm getting into this. So if I can disconnect from that energy, I'm now connected to doing what I'm doing. I got the Holy Divine in my life that knows what I'm doing, my intentions and all, and that's the connection I'm trying to make to the Holy Divine in my life doing this work because it understands, you know, and has shared with me understandings that I try the best I can to pursue. So I'm going to disconnect from that energy, even though there's a whole lot of space more than 10 feet, like the lock of hair, I'm connected to that person. Look, and through the Bible, you've got everybody connecting to Jesus in a way. There's a connection, a, a heartfelt love for supposed to be fed by the church. There is that, but there's a problem there. And here's what the super empath is detecting beyond just that I can feel your actual pain when you're tying your shoes, standing in the rain. I, I not only could, could intellectually feel for you, but I can feel it if I sit here and connect to that energy. Oh yeah, I'm watching your face and everything. Not only, but I can feel you in me. Again, I am in you and you are in me. And we are in him. A sea of energy, a sea of divine energy that's in you, that's in me, that's in all things. If, if I'm still enough, like, like the statement, if a tree falls in the forest with nobody around, will anybody hear it fall? You gotta listen closely to your feelings, to the energy. 
I can feel your pain. Now, I can tell it's making you madder than it is grief. And, and that is empathy. That's empathy beyond just knowing you're in pain. I feel it. I can feel you and me. So I can tell that it's not grief, it's anger. You're frustrated. I can feel your frustration. Now, if I can identify that beyond what a typical person may, I know that's got you down. Well, you can correct that other type of empath. No, it doesn't have me down. It has me practically frustrated or irate. And if you could empathy beyond knowledge empathy, where I'm just knowing that you're in pain, tying your shoe, standing there in the rain, bent over. I mean, that's painful, but, but I think you're in grief. No, that's what I think intellectually. What I'm feeling is you're more frustrated than you was be grieving by that fact. Now, if I know that, I know how to deal with you. That gives me a certain amount of power as an empath. What if you're a super empath? What if you've let another layer unfold and you've detected something? You've got a d discernment. What is it I'm detecting, right? So, so you develop that if you're a super empath, and that's what I do as a yoga. I try to feel what the divine, what else might be working, what can be done, will it work intuitively in the long run, and I'm not going to claim to be without a mistake ever, but that's my goal and to help as an empath what I can as a super empath going to go beyond the one that actually felt, you know, that it wasn't grief, the grief that was anger. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. So when you connect to these deities like Shiva, the eighth incarnate of God, which your church tells you, you know, commonly that there's only one God, that's fine. The divine. I'm going to clear that up. The divine is the only one God. The divine came in one of his incarnations, according to the ancient writings in Hinduism, the Vedas and such, came as Vishnu, the eighth incarnate of God. Jesus was an incarnate of God. Jehovah Adonai somehow got in it as an evil demiurge created all the profound world, somehow is fitting the bill as an incarnate of God which has to be, if it's going to be actually God, there's got to be good and bad in there, equal and balanced. The thing is, duality has Satan and God in a dual, dual form in this sphere of existence, duality. You have God and the devil equal and opposing forces, neither one of them evil. Like the Africans believe, you know, the ancient African beliefs that neither one of them's evil. They both serve a purpose in the balance of things. So in duality here, we have God and the devil the, to the uh, Abrahamic uh, beliefs, you know, like your Judaistic religions. They, they um, include that, you know, the, the duality that there's God, the devil, when some of the other ones you know, don't have exactly that going on. There's many different faiths and beliefs that you can't really prove. But like I experienced, they can extract that from spirit and, and put it into their culture, what their priest or their gifted or, or whoever they finally, if it's just a, a bigger, badder dude, they want to lead them, but they put it into their cultures and the ones that make spiritual people generally lend to that empathy type feeling 
for the divine, the one God that's in all things, that's in Vishnu, the eighth incarnate, that's in Jesus, an incarnate of God, that, that whether you want to believe that there's a duality, that, that Jehovah is God, or that, that a lot of people believe Lucifer created everything you know about. Luciferianism believes that Lucifer created. So in that duality, you know that God created it through whatever medium, like a chalk or paper, a medium was used. So whichever one of those two, and I've got it down as Job Adonai, is the evil demurge. Demurge because of what I've depicted in another blog about how Satan tells him, you know, like a psycho. He says, you know, uh, you created me from fire, but he's not really talking to the physical God there. He's talking to the psycho or the psyche or the or the divine inside that being where he was created second. And that's how out of all the top scholars that don't see that, they say, I don't know which one would be the evil demiurge that created everything by the time you get, you know, Jesus was the morning star and all. Jesus was said he was the morning star. By the time I'm through, I don't really know. So duality, you know, I mean did those two gods create it? No, one God created the divine, used medium, you know. So so through Job, Adonai, Satan got created. But Job, Adonai really didn't create Satan. What he did is like a psycho looks at you, knowing that you are spirit, knowing that Job, Adonai is spirit, and says to him like some psycho might say to your face, knowing that the divine's in you working through you like that medium. And he says... You created me from fire, and I will not bow. You know, you created the rest of them from earth. Now, that's what they have documented. So when he's looking at him, he's looking at, it's not that you did it. He he knows, it's kind of like, like that old joke, you know, you know that I know that you know I know. What are that you're in me and I'm in you thing? You know what I'm saying? He is in me and I'm in him. You know what I'm saying? So he's a bit like, Looking at the physical body there, he knows he's talking right past that face to the divine, to the God, like the Christ in me and the Christ in you are now connected. So so Satan looks at God and, and with the Christ connected inside the two of them, Satan looks at God and he says, you know what? You made me from fire. You made all the rest of them from earth. He said, I shall not bow. He's different, special, and like holy and separate. Holy and separate, kind of like the Bible talks about, you know, keep yourself holy and separate. He was like, you made the rest of them from earth. You made me from fire. But, but when he's talking to that medium being used, that chalk or that paper, he's talking to it like, I'm talking to the Christ in you. I'm talking to the Buddha in you like that Ray K connection. The divine in you that created me. I'm talking to the God in you. That's talking back to the, that's connecting with the God in me. Now my physical body came forth from that medium you, evil demiurge, who created me by way of that spirit that I'm talking to from fire and I will not bow to you because you know and I know that we both know that any creative power coming through you comes from what I'm talking to. You created me from power. And it's kind of a split conversation. I'm, I'm not only talking to, if I was in Satan's shoes, being an empath, I would say I'm not only talking to his face that knows that I know that he knows that we both know. I'm saying you created me from fire. I'm not bound to you, the rest of them. And the likeness of keeping holy and separate, they, they're made from dirt. Now, the chieftain cannot be the same as the rest of the Indians. 
you see. So that's the reason so much credit, and they want to say Lucifer created everything when they try to make Satan, Lucifer, and separate them and all things they do. But ultimately, that scenario is what I've seen going on, feeling that situation. So the divine is the one God that brought forth equal and opposing forces in duality in this sphere of existence, recognized by your Abrahamic religions or your Judaistic type faith, that there's God and the devil, the equal and opposing. They're against each other. Well, the African faith was talking about how they work together. The one can't really function without the other. You can't have hot without cold. You can't have night without day. You can't have good without bad. So they kind of need each other. You know, I am him and he is me. You know what I'm saying? Duality. The, the devil is God. But they're looking at each other across like a mirror type effect. Like they're looking at each other in the mirror type effect, you know. He is me and I am him. I am, yet I am not, yet I am. Whatever the masculine-feminine difference, whatever the good and bad difference that does balance out, Kind of like it wouldn't be good if we had men without women or women without men. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be good if we had hot without cold or dark without light. So they balance out in the end of it because one spirit made both wings and both wings are the duality, God and the devil. That's in the Judaistic. A lot of those, like the Vishnu faith, the Hinduism, they've got one divine God and these deities are empowered by that divine God because the the empowerment that comes to these deities, this is the, the deity of this. Blessed in that way because of either natural or developed traits and retaining it because of an eternal blessing to that deity who's been brought forth how many times you do not know. This, they found out that, that Seth was an incarnate of some deity. Some saw him as a god, some saw him as a devil. The same for Mary Magdalene and Jesus was God. And Buddha was a powerful being in heaven. They talk about the celestial and terrestrial self where you have an earthen body and you have a heavenly self. But like I said, that's a higher realm compared to the difference in dirt you can pick up in your hand compared to a non-physical, powerful self that is immortalized in, in the fact that your energy was created as soul by the divine, and that never dies. That just takes different forms. And I watch, and this female might be a deity from the past who was a complete masculine character, but that same energy or that soul or that entity or even if it's achieved deityship is being recreated like the Carl Jung uh, finding them behind archetypes all the tarot cards are in every single body so they bring forth as the divine recreates incarnates that soul again and it might have been a man you might have Marduk the god of all the earth gods in a woman in your life no, the war of eternity goes on and on forever. Here comes like the uh, Seth and like the Mary Magdalene. These are incarnates of God. So you got to figure out that that was Marduk and now it's Mary Magdalene and I'm going to marry her because just like the European kings would marry for political reasons, whatever the wisest thing that serves the kingdom, the kingdom within you know, the oneness with the divine, the ability to serve in a connected way to the divine order of things, my best effort. You should try to do that. Connect 
to the divine. Watch, be aware what you're connecting to. Jesus taught about it. He said, you know, no matter that you're enjoying some physical pleasures or have your eating to do today or house clean, try not to get so involved with the physical stuff, the tangible, you know, earth and world and your joys and pleasures. Don't get in certain tangents, you know, like I was getting my rocks off off of, the, off of this memory I was having. Don't get so caught up in those type of tangents even. You know, uh, you'll have to look up a tangent, something, you know, tangible, you, even though it's a spiritual something like the joy you was having last night. You, you're having a tangent, you know, I'm remembering the joy I was having last night. Well, that's fine. Don't get distracted from energies that you're connecting to now, spirit world going on. Don't disconnect from that, the divine, what's going on within the kingdom within. I'm within him. He is within me. You know, you're within me, I'm within you. You know, the, the energy, that sea of energy. Try to keep that healthy, clean from corruption, healthy relations between you and the divine, the divine in me and you, the divine in the natural world around you. Try to be in touch and don't get disconnected. So when you do connect to energies, remember that you're feeling that like an empath and you're not getting so caught up in the physical world to not see it. You're dealing with it by some developed system. Develop a system, seek refinement, rebuke, use elemental magic, get into something else. Whatever you can research all your mind, body, and soul, figure out a way to put your energy into serving the divine. Connect with the divine. The divine that you are within, that is within you, and that is within me, and watch out for influences. Don't get so caught up in the physical world even though you're entitled, you, you can as a person, some of your wants are your needs, have a candy bar, but don't get so caught up that, that you're connecting to a non-physical energy that you shouldn't while you're sitting there munching. Be aware. Awareness is a good word. Jesus was teaching about that. Don't get detached from what's going on in the kingdom within. Like, look within. Like, God has grace. You've seen that looking within. Your relationship with the divine, grace has been shown to you. That is within. Like, there was a statement. What all is within that statement? The kingdom within. You know, the non-physical realm, the sea of energy. What's affecting it for you, me, or the group if you have a community? Attend in the best way you can according to what the divine is doing and what you are called to do. You might be a catalyst. You might watch until things clear up. You might have an active part. That is discernment. So realize that these deities might come back in a woman and used to be Marduk, a man who conquered a dragon. In one lifetime, like Vishnu is recording in the Hindu writings, is actually having you know, reign over the people at a certain point. He was a, a leader, as best I know of, a king or whatever you might title it to in Hinduism. So they get put here, manifest in the physical as, and you say, this is just guy over here. It isn't. Be careful about that empathy. What are you feeling? Is there a lot of power? Are you not knowing how to take that spirit? But be careful, you know, be aware. And don't get overly paranoid, but do tell. If you feel funny, why? Locate yourself. Get it. Get yourself some safe distance. It don't have to be a lot always. And just figure out how you feel about that situation. Your feelings count. Don't let them spook you. Don't let them manipulate your emotions and control you. 
You know, like I do scare this person, they'll be gone. You know, don't let them manipulate and control you. If the divine in you and in the situation and then in the overall movement of the divine has your best location for the service of the kingdom, stay right there. Then if that's what you need to be staying right there, go ahead and not let the non-physical cause you to, you know, get off track. You know what I'm saying? Straight and narrow. Are you supposed to run as soon as you feel fear? No. Deal with that fear then and, and some develop a system way you know i'm gonna praise the lord thank you and i don't use the lord there's a reason for that in a whole different talk i'll i'll say the most sovereign one or something to avoid connecting to conventional christianity's energy i try to connect to the divine there's a lot of corruption in conventional religion go to threeoaks1.com Three Oaks spelled out number one dot com for robert edward booth the professed antichrist and i can show you in my genealogy and my birthdays, and I'm Hayoka. Hey, rejoice when you die. I'll see you at threeoaks1.com. Peace and peace profound.